Hello, I'm Isaura, and welcome to How About a Story's Season of Fear. take you down the road less traveled of unnerving twists and turns. These tales will crawl under your skin, seep into your brain, and turn your blood cold. These tales will be retold from generation to generation. So gather around, my friends. Grab your beverage of choice, your blankie, if you need one for support, and be ready to be transported to a faraway place where present-day ghosts replay wars from long ago. This is the tale of the Forest of Bloodshed by Andre Zamfir. This story takes place back in 1990 when three boys went to see their grandparents in the southern part of the country, south of what is now modern-day Bucharest. The boys were seven, nine, and twelve, and the youngest and oldest were brothers. The middle one was their cousin. The boys didn't get to see each other very often, so when they would meet, they would always show off their athletic abilities and turn everything into a competition. This one cold day, it was early December, the frost had just come in and the land was white and shimmery. The boys decided to go to this larger open field at the edge of a hazelnut forest called Chorta. Chorta was a place where all the village kids would go to play hide-and-seek or a relatively more painful game called Lap de Gros, thick milk. Teammates hold on to each other's hips with their heads between their teammates' legs from behind while the other team gets a running start and jumps on their backs with the hopes of making the opposite team collapse, thus winning and getting to do it again. Because the boys were from the city, the locals had mixed feelings about them joining their games every time they came to visit. And the oldest was a teen now, and so are most of the locals. This particular day wasn't the best for city folk. You see, the meanest kid in the village was there. He was close to 15 years old, the unofficial leader of the play pack, and he did not like the three new City girls. After a few failed attempts to join in on a game of hide-and-seek, the oldest of the boys decided to take his little brother and cousin to a different part of the forest where they could have their own game. As the boys moved through the forest, the sound of the others faded in the distance. They were now alone at the edge of the forest atop a hill sitting on a large hazelnut branch looking at their grandparents' tiny village in the distance. Winters in that part of the world are long, cold, windy, and unpredictable. Not long after claiming their new city boy's territory, the sky turned gray. The sunlight lost most of its vigor, and all the trees started looking 
less and less friendly. The oldest, Catalin, realized that a storm was coming in and decided to take his brothers and cousin home. So they had a long walk ahead of them. The warmth of the sun was gone and their clothes were completely soaked from playing in the snow all day. As the boys started crossing the field back towards the village, they noticed that all the other village kids had left their claimed forest edge. They were alone in this vast, flat plain, walking through inches of snow. Everything was quiet. Not a bird, not a movement from the wind. Suddenly, the faint sound of a drum breaks the silence. Followed by a faint sound of galloping, the boys stopped and looked in the distance, trying to find the source of this unexpected sound. But they could not see where it was coming from. So they continued to walk. The sun had finally set as they got closer to the village, leaving behind a dark abyss in the place of the snowy field that they traversed. The younger boys were getting cold and getting more and more restless as they knew the grandparents' house was on the other side of the village. The yellow-orange light of the street lamp was pouring into the bright white snow blanket covering the narrow road. As they were passing under these lamps, their shadows seemed to dance on the orange snow, changing directions as they kept walking past the post. All of a sudden, the youngest points out a fourth shadow as they were walking. The boy noticed that the fourth shadow was static in relation to the light source. As they were walking, the boys' shadows would dance around them, attached to their feet as they were passing under the posts. However, the fourth was still to the left of the group, uninhabited by the different positions of the light. It was darker and the edges were much more defined as if the fourth had his own personal lamppost attached to his back. As they walked and noticed the different behaviors in their shadows and the strangers, the younger cousin tried to turn his head to see the mysterious man. Catalin grabbed both his younger siblings by their heads and pushed their faces into his chest and urged them to keep walking. Do not turn around. Do not let them see your eyes. He then took a deep breath and screamed, Do not follow us home and we will not let you in. Leave us alone. The shadow was long and thin. It looked like a very tall, skinny, bald man with a sheepskin hat. His arms looked like they were moving on the side of his body every time they would walk. The boys kept walking breathing heavier as they tried not to look back at the being that's chasing them. While walking, the little ones keep trying to look back at their stalker, but the older brother keeps them close and reminded them of grandma's teachings. Remember, there are spirits here. There are ways of the world that we don't understand. 
the Battle of 1595 left this land drenched in the blood of our heroes and enemies. Michael the Brave would eventually win against the Ottomans, but the Battle of Calguen was lost. 16,000 Velchian soldiers against tens of thousands of Turks. There's a balance of everything in existence, and this land has been looking to regain its spiritual equilibrium for centuries. As the boys finally reached their grandparents' front gate, the little ones reached for the handle, but Catalin pushed them down into the snow in one swift motion. No! He screams. If you open the gate and let them in, they will never leave Grandma and Grandpa alone. We cannot go inside. The boys stayed outside, but began to complain about being cold. They even began fighting each other. But Catalin convinced them to stay put. Their grandparents weren't home yet. They went to town to grab a few things and they had not come back. The shadow posted up behind them and waited. As they sat down on a frozen tree stump in front of the house, the shadow waited. The boys huddled up together to keep warm and as they were holding each other, they finally heard their mother's voice. Oh, Catalin! The shadow vanished and they were able to go back into their homes safe and sound. Halloween, ghouls and goblins, we made it through five episodes of the season of fear. Thank you so much for taking this journey with me, but don't worry, we still have more spooky stories to come. But first, that story was an original piece from my dear friend, Andre Zamfir, The Forest of Bloodshed. Thank you so much, Andre, for writing this wonderful story for us. I really enjoyed putting it together. Andre brings us this story all the way from Romania. I had the privilege of going there last year for work, and it is just a beautiful country, so lush, so many castles, and the food is amazing. So, Dre, thank you so much. This podcast was performed, edited, and produced by me, Isaura Vanegas. Until next time, my friends, what stories will you be getting into? Mamposados, mata lile lile lile. Mamposados, mata lile lile lo. ¿Qué quiere usted? Mata lile lile lile. ¿Qué quiere usted? Mata lile lile lo.